Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, everyone. Just me at the top of the show to say this is a little bit different uh, this week. Didn't record an episode this week. Uh, just been traveling so much. Adelaide, Canberra, and just working full-time as well. So didn't get a chance. But what this means is... I've timed it perfectly. So it means that April 13 will be the 300th episode and it means we're going to be recording this as part of the festival club for the comedy festival. So tickets will go on sale for that. And then after 300, it'll only be uh, monthly on Patreon, this podcast. So thanks everyone who's on the Patreon already. If you want to hear more episodes, jump on the Patreon. You get a brand new episode of Top 5 every week and you can listen to one of those episodes Right now, this is one I recorded last year, this time last year, with my good pal Adam Richard, where we counted down our top five Christmas songs. So no surprises what his number one is, but the journey to get there is very, very fun as well. So uh, a few things. I've got tickets on sale for the Comedy Festival shows, uh, the podcast at the European Beer Cafe. So they're going to be Saturdays at 3 o'clock this year, or next year I should say. And also my show, uh, Modern Contemporary, will be on sale very, very soon. It's going to be on at 7.40 during the festival at the Western, which is just on Collins Street there. Uh, So keep an eye out for tickets there. This Saturday, if you're in Melbourne and you have tickets to the birthday show that's been postponed, it's on right now this Saturday, Saturday the 18th. Great lineup, which I'll keep a surprise until you get there, but I'm very, very excited with the four people I've got who are coming on, so that'd be great. So if you got a ticket uh, back in June, that is good to go for this Saturday. And I think at time of recording, there's like three tickets left. So uh, if you want to want to try and quickly jump on, as soon as you hear this, do that, and I'll see you on Saturday, 5.30. That's all I need to say. Enjoy this episode of Top 5 with Adam Richard, and hopefully I see you at one of the live shows. Hello and welcome to Top 5, the Patreon-only podcast where I, Josh Earl, sit down with a good friend. We count down our top five on a subject and today's episode, <laughs> it's Christmas songs with Adam Richard. <laughs> Woo! Hey, Adam. your sleigh bells. Thank you. I don't know that you needed to wear the beard and the hat for everything. <laughs> Seems a bit overkill. Just <laughs> I love it now. You suggested this topic, and I love it. I'm a big fan of Christmas. Oh, I love Christmas. A lot of people don't like Christmas. A lot of people go through a phase where they're like, no, I hate it. But I actually like it, even though I've had lots of bad experiences around Christmas, but I still love it. Well, I think it's, you know, it's like New Year's. If you you load up too much expectation, it's always terrible. Yeah. It's, you know, you just have to go, yeah, there's going to be crap ones, there's going to be fun ones. Also, you went straight from being a child to having children, so you didn't really have the fellow years. <laughs> I had my first child at 29. That's, yeah, shush. Yeah. <laughs> I'm celebrating my 21st birthday next month. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> it's my 21st, 29th birthday. <laughs> so if you do the maths, it's the big five zero. Anyway, look over there. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I I like love this. I I when you texted me, you're like Christmas songs. So I was like, are we talking carols? Are we talking songs? So I prefer songs, but I can go with carols if you need to. <laughs> I've only done songs. Oh yeah, I've kind yeah. of only done songs as well. I've yeah, got great. one carol esque. It might be the same one. Oh, probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's the same one. That's probably. all right. We'll find out. We'll find out. So, oh, by the way, I have two top fives. Okay. I've got a top five Christmas songs and I've got a top five Christmas songs as recorded by Mariah. <laughs> She's got two albums. There's too much to choose. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll do those there because I, I, I don't have any Mariah in my list. What? No, no Mariah up. in my list. But can I, can I just say, Christmas and songs go hand in hand with me because when I was like year seven, our family got our first ever CD player <gasps> and that was when music was really coming into our life. Before that was tapes and it was all my dad's <sighs> tapes for his car. We yeah, didn't have no, a tape no deck in the house. Maybe we did melted, a little one. But melted yeah. on the parcel shelf tapes. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so for Christmas that year, we got a CD player. It mm. was a five disc changing CD <gasps> player. And we got, these are the five CDs we had. Yeah. So my parents got Credence Clearwater Revival. Oh, my older brother got Pearl Jam's Vitalogy. Oh, yeah. I think my dad got Bon Jovi's Dead or Alive. That is a good album. I got... <laughs> no, my younger brother got Mariah Carey's Music Box. Oh, and primo. I got the Priscilla soundtrack. You... That explains a little about you. <laughs> <laughs> it really does explain our whole family. Like, it really does. Well, they, we tried to make him gay. He had the yeah. gay hair. We just, we just gonna make it take. He was dancing all the time. He went with his friend to watch the Priscilla movie, like at like twelve years old at the cinema. Oh my god! It was is... a cinema one though. It was the only film. Like that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I went to see the Village People at the age of six, and that really stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so. We'll go through this one at a time. So, do you mm-hmm. want to go first, or do, you, or do you want me to go first? No, I don't mind going first. All right, you go first. So, do we start? I'll be backwards. At number five. five. Yeah. So, number five. Number five is the song "Christmas," "Baby, Please Come Home," ah. "Darlene Love" from the Phil Spector Christmas album. I mean, the whole album could be one big song. Yes, that was. This is in my honorable mentions, just because that whole album is just so great, oh. and it it sounds like Christmas so much because of these bells. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas, that was, that, was, falling down. that was my thing going into this. Going, okay, it's got to be a proper Christmas song. It just can't be someone putting a bit of that on and just nah. singing a sad song about, oh, please come home tonight. That's not yeah. Christmas, okay? No. Nah. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> This is an interest, Darlene Love as well. So this oh. is the Phil Spector Christmas album. The Phil Spector, like, psychopath. Absolute oh, yeah. psychopath. Crazy uh, hair. Not even yes. his hair from the shops. Crazy hair that he bought from the shops. And it's amazing that, so Darlene Love, so what was the band? Was it, the, it wasn't was the she, Darlene's. Was it? 
Was she in the Shirelles? No, she in one of those. I don't know. One of the little, yeah, the lovers. But this was just her on her own. This one, even though there were other, like, there's a whole bunch of different acts on the album. Yeah. But yeah, I lo- you know what? Phil Spector has done some wacky stuff. Like he produced the concert for Bangladesh, like the yeah. George Harrison thing. Like just like the first Live Aid was essentially Phil Spector. <laughs> he he also uh, recorded the Ramones because they, yes. really, they really wanted to record because they love all those sixty girl groups. The Wall of Sound, and they, he they wanted that, and he pulled a gun on them and made them record. Yeah, he's not okay. No, not okay at all. <laughs> but uh, Lordy got some good work. And, you know, I always think of, you know, there's Tina Turner and then there's Riverdeep Mountain High Tina Turner, yeah. which is, which is you know, finally being out. Like, you just go, oh, she's gone from one crazy man to another crazy man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of, like, the aforementioned Ramones, this is my number five, mm. which is Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight with I think the Ramones are the perfect band. Oh, if, if I could be in any band in the world, I would have chosen the Ramones. Well, you only have to learn the one song. Just exactly. The words. Yeah. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's perfect. That's, that's Blitzkrieg Bop, the Christmas yeah. remix. <laughs> but they look cool. They just yep. wear black jeans, yep. black top, leather jacket. They just yeah. They, clearly... they, were, they were effortless because they were actually effortless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many great stories about the Ramones, like in the new Talking Heads book or in oh, David wow. Byrne's book where, oh no, it's uh, what's, uh, whatever the guy, Chris, whatever his name is, I don't know. But he was writing mm. about how Talking Heads toured with the Ramones across Europe and oh. they were kind of scared of them because they were like these big punk guys and then they got in and they were just like children and they hated everything about France. Just, <laughs> And the most, the, the biggest thing they were excited about was when they went past McDonald's and he goes, it was the first time I'd, I saw all of like the Ramones smile and they ran inside and got burgers and then came back out and they were like happy for like half an hour. Uh, yeah. Look, I have to confess, I did go to McDonald's in Paris. So did I. <laughs> Paris was the only place where Beck and I fought when we were traveling. <gasps> Oh, it's the I city think, of love and arguments. Yeah, because I think we built it up so much. And also I, I was being a bit of a prick and didn't want to talk French. I was like, I'm so sick of people like treating me like I'm an idiot. And so you know, I was just like, go I just want to go somewhere of, where I can speak English for Was this in Paris, Paris? Yeah, it was in Paris. Yeah. See, outside of Paris, they're not such sticklers for making everyone speak English. Yes. It's just Parisians are really up themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, so Christmas uh, time... There's been uh, a few big things in my family. My parents divorced mm. on Christmas, so it's, they separated on Christmas. It's uh, it is an emotional pimple of a yeah. day. It's like all of the all of the resentment and everything builds up, and it's just just requires one person to put their fork in the wrong bit of turkey, and you're yeah. over. And, and my my ex girlfriend, her parents also separated on Christmas Day. 
That's not and much to do in Burnie the rest of the year. Well, that was that was awesome, <laughs> even worse, like really. <laughs> but he's he made the family like because when he was having the affair, he made his son and daughter go around to the woman's house and go, "This is my friend. Just come around Christmas morning. We'll have no, a drink with her." No. And then they walked away, going, "That was weird. Why? Okay." Why and did then, you make us go to another lady's house for Christmas? And then that night he confessed to his wife, okay, and then the next day he told, told his daughter. Oh, yeah. wow. Anyway. That's not okay. I don't want to fight tonight. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the most ironic song of all time. <laughs> yeah. All right, your number four, Adam Richard. Uh, my number four <laughs> is very strange uh, because it's... Uh, a famously Jewish person having a red hot go at a Christmas album, which is Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> and she does this hyped up kind of jazzy, scatty version of Jingle Bells that basically doesn't understand the whole idea of Christmas yeah. because she's Jewish. <laughs> Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. We're dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. All the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. Oh, what fun it is to sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. It is funny because Bob Dylan's got a Christmas album. And I know he did his whole Christian albums. Yeah. But he's also... Very Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, Jingle Bells is not a song that needs to be sped up. Like, it's fast enough, but Jingle Bell, jing, 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 jing. <laughs> it's too much. That jing, jing, jing is the cash register for all those sales she made for a Christmas album. <laughs> jing, jing, jing. <laughs> jing, 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 Jingle Bell, jing, 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 Jingle Bells. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Barbara? Calm down. <laughs> but it oh. it is one of those things where, because I just have, like, crazy... Uh, Christmas playlist, you know, there's a lot yeah. of boobalay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just press, you know, mix. And every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, that's right. This is hilarious. I love this one. Yeah. My, there's a acapella group called uh, Pentatonics, I think. Yes, yes, yes. That Beck always plays at Christmas. She really loves this album. And it's like, it's, I'm like, what are they, tr- why are they jazzing up these songs? <laughs> okay. Know. We know you can sing. You're an acapella group. <laughs> I, lo- I love an over the top. <laughs> like, I. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's gone out of my head. I oh, well, you, well you see this a lot at Carols by Candlelight. You see a lot of, like, don't. I've got my own rendition of this classic song, no. and you know, all these people who have gone there because they want to sing along and go, oh, we can't hit these notes. Thanks, opera singer coming out and doing yes. God Rest You Merry Gentlemen eight octaves higher than it should be. It's not okay. I. I have an album of ABBA songs which features a medley of spiritual songs performed by ABBA. So it's like, you know, <laughs> pick a bale of cotton on top of old Smokey. <laughs> by the whitest people who ever lived. That's like when you brought up Credence before, I'm like, oh, yeah. They're just a little too white for what the, the way yeah. they're trying to sing. <laughs> yeah. And this is like, this is taken to the nth degree. And that's what I always think of when I think of Barbara singing <laughs> Jingle Bells is Abba trying to sing a spiritual. <laughs> All right. So my next one is a real, real favourite in the family for Christmas time. We always have this on 
around Christmas. It's Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. And it's her Christmas album. And this song is called Big Bowl. So I'll play it. So the reason my family love it is because my kids think it says big balls and so they're flashing, they flash their balls every time. And, you know, Oliver's 90, he's getting a bit too old to be flashing his balls, but uh, I played him this just before and the tradition continued. So You you say that, but uh, I have seen many a stand-up comedian uh, (laughs) at 3 o'clock in the morning at a festival club (laughs) just dropping trowel for all to see. But this was, uh, so when I first played it, Beck also thought it said Big Balls. and then It, it became, does sound like Big Balls. It's... It does, and I think they are aware of that as well. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. leaning into it. Yeah. <laughs> but just before I did this, I, I played the kids what songs I was going to do, and even mm. song the last song I played, I Don't Want to Fart Tonight, Henry thought it said, I Don't Want to Fart Tonight, and so now he's probably in the lounge room singing that. So That's... all these Christmas songs. My kids are like Kevin Bloody Wilson here. They're just changing the lyrics. Look, take the halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> Christmas is a time for inserting rude words into songs because you hear them too often. <laughs> but this Sharon Jones album is very good. If anyone wants a, like a Christmas album that they can put on and it's not too Christmassy, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a good, it's upbeat. There's, some, there's like uh, a bunch of covers on there like... Uh, Santa Go Straight to the Ghetto, I think, is on there. The James Brown one. Uh, Little Drummer Boy. It's, it's really, really good. This is my favourite one, though, because of the, the balls situation. <laughs> the ball situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, number three. Now, look, this is weird because I am not mad for wintertime business uh, at Christmas because, you know, we've grown up in Australia. It's blisteringly hot. It's a lot of I'm barely wearing shorts, let alone. (laughs) But I I have a soft spot for winter wonderland. (laughs) I do too. I love, love, you know, Parson Brown in the meadow. (laughs) (laughs) Build a snowman, pretend he's Parson Brown. But my favourite rendition of Winter Wonderland is Elvis Presley from the Elvis Presley Christmas album. stage of Elvis are we talking here? We're talking uh, just on the cusp. Or I think post-Kung Fu yep. as we're getting into, you know, the suit not quite fitting anymore. So, so this is like he's only making movies at this point. Yeah. Cashing in because Colonel yeah. Parker couldn't travel overseas. So yeah. no travel. Yeah. Because he had no passport. Um, <laughs> but also the final, like it's... The thing about it is, like, you just go, oh, yeah, Elvis is doing Winter Wonderland. And it's not until you get to the end, you're like, 
Oh, Elvis, bring it home. And he gives it a bit of, oh, I'm a walk-in, a hen, a winner, what a lamb. And I'm like, yay, Big E! <laughs> every song of the album finishes like that. Like every Christmas carol he sings. <laughs> I, if, for listeners who haven't heard, go and listen to the Malcolm Gladwell uh, podcast, Revisionist History, about uh, Elvis Presley trying to sing the song Love Me Tender. Oh. There's a bit in this, in that song, which I didn't even realise, there's a, t- a breakdown talking bit where he mm-hmm. talks about how hard it is. And there's apparently, like when he recorded it, and live, he never played it live properly because he would break down either getting the giggles or just forgetting yep. words. <laughs> and th- they go right into it and say, yeah, this is like actually like a psychological thing that's happening to his brain where he's going from, you think... It's almost asking to love him, and then you realize, oh no, she doesn't love him, and he and his brain just can't cope with that. And the, and the whole the whole podcast is fascinating because it's all yeah. about how people would go, oh, he's mucked up, and then Malcolm Gladwell's going, no, no, we're seeing the real artist there. We're actually seeing the person, yeah. not the Elvis that we like up in lights and doing the kung fu. Yeah, it's fascinating. Oh, I love Elvis. Like, there's yeah. just. He's, you know, it's weird because, like, when I was a kid, he was, you know, my, he was my dad's favourite artist. So, yeah. we had a lot of Elvis. And it's not until now that I'm in my, you know, late 20s <laughs> <laughs> that I realised how young he was when he died. How, how young was he? Like, he was 40-something? Like, 44? Yeah, that's so, yeah. He's, he was a kid. Like, you just go, oh, he seemed like a bloated old mess. Yeah. That you just go, oh, yeah, he'd done everything. He was like, like... I mean, I do still say to this day, if Madonna had died before her first injection of Botox, she would be a legend. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're just going to remember that her big, fat, bloated head. No, I'll tell you what's going to happen there. She is going to, in 20 years' time, do mm. some album, strip it all back down, do her old classics and strip it down, and people are going to go, oh, the songs were always there. She is a genius. And yeah, it's gonna but see, that's what Mariah again. keeps doing. And everyone seems to notice it, but with I think just Madonna's like constantly chasing number one hits yeah. and chasing the hottest new producer. And I think the problem is that there maybe there is no Madonna on the inside. It's always been artifice. Yeah, her her bath videos during COVID weren't great. Didn't yeah. <laughs> no. Also, like shaming her kids via Instagram is weird. I haven't seen that bit. Oh yeah, she kind of like she has fights with like. What's the, what's the one with Guy Ritchie called Rocco? Like she has yeah. fights with them over Instagram. It's like, mate, you can you do some parenting? Oh. <laughs> it's not. This is not okay. Like, and you know, all her best albums were written and produced with Patrick Leonard, and you just go, oh, I think maybe this was not yeah. Madonna. <laughs> I'm telling you, twenty years time, Rick Rubin's going to do a stripped back album with her. People people are going nuts for it. Oh, all right, uh, I'm I'm waiting. Can she move her face? Enough? Yeah. <laughs> My number three. This is by Mikola Dimitrovic Leontovic mm-hmm. from the Home Alone soundtrack, which is my favourite <laughs> My favorite Christmas movie. It's a good Christmas movie. It's Carol of the Bells. Once you hear words of the cheer from everywhere, filling the air. Oh, how they come, raising the sun, all in the day, turning the turn, hailing the rear, while people sing, 
Now, this is the only, like, Carol I've yep. got in the thing. But at, when I was a kid, this was my favorite movie as a kid. Yes. Home Alone. And before I became a parent, I was like, I cannot wait until I can show my kids this movie. <laughs> I'm going to stop here. And I think this is the year they get to see Home Alone. Oh. Because they've, they've always been a little bit scared of movies. Like, even, yes. even like... Pixar films and stuff like that. And this has some quite scary scenes. And that song always made me feel a bit uneasy because I'm like, oh, this song's a bit spooky or it's a bit... There's feelings in it, okay? There's some emotion behind this. It's not all light and fluffy. And yep. maybe, and then there was the woman in the park with all the all the pigeons. But now, this is the year. This is the year they're going to see Joe Pesci get hit in the face with an iron. It's going to be great. <laughs> I cannot wait. You know, all of those things that they do, it, like apparently 80% of them would be fatal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love that this was a kids' movie where it's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna show you some things that could kill people. I mean, it's essentially Three Stooges with a little kid. Yeah, and, and listeners of this podcast wonder why I like Jackass so much. This is where it all started. This is where it started. But I can't listen to that song without thinking of Home Alone. No, like, I see. For me, that brings up weirdly Harry Potter. Is this? Is, I see. I haven't seen the Harry Potter films. Oh yeah, it's one Christmas. There are like I think they're having dinner at Hogwarts, and yeah, you know, it comes on while they're eating the turkey that restuffs itself or however that works. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But, weird Harry but, Potter business. Yeah, but I, I think Home Alone is the best Christmas movie. Yep. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It just what happens. It just happens at Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. It's not a Christmas yeah, movie. So does right? Love Actually, and it's not a yeah. Christmas movie. That's a, that's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's a terrible film. It's one It's one really good scene. <laughs> which which scene is the good scene for you? Emma Thompson getting the, the Pop, CD. Yeah. Oh. That oh. Is, I also like Bill Nye's character. I think that's yeah, just a funny great. thing. And, and you know what? I do like the guy going to, to the States and having an accent and just picking up those three girls. That's <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's what you want at Christmas time. <laughs> it's a weird threesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're number two, Adam. Uh, all right, my number two, just when you think I wasn't gay enough, um, Judy Garland <laughs> in the film Meet Me in St. Louis singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I I have not heard this until today, this song. I looked oh, up. Really? Part of my stuff, I mean, I've heard the song, but I haven't heard yeah. her version. And oh. I looked up well, as it's I was the original. <laughs> doing research and I just typed in saddest Christmas songs. Thinking, oh, maybe there's a nice set. And this was voted number one as the saddest Christmas song. Yeah. Especially if you get the full original lyrics, which they didn't use in the movie. Yeah. Um, where, you know, it kind of implies, yeah, no, we're not going to be here anymore. Oh. <laughs> like, 
because they're they're being are they being evicted in the movie? I can't remember. The like meet me in St. Louis just is a bunch of holidays. Like it's a yeah. family's journey through a bunch of holidays, um, and a trip on the trolley. Uh, <laughs> clang clang clang. But yeah, the it's just a. I mean, it's her voice is she always sounds like she's on the verge of tears, yeah. and that the worst things in the world are about to happen or have happened. And yeah, it's just one of those. It's like heaps of people have had a crack at it, but. It's just one of those songs that once you've heard the Judy Garland one, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I get why people cover this. This is really hard work. <laughs> yeah, because there, there are two sad Christmas albums of like, so the band She and Him, which is Zooey Deschanel mm-hmm. and uh, M. Ward did a Christmas album and they do a cover of this as well. Yeah. And I, it's fine, but it's a bit like, there's, it's like Christmassy. It's like, oh, there's no substance. Yeah. And then there's a guy called Mark Kozlak. <laughs> uh who is from Sun Kill Moon, and he does a Christmas album, and it's very sad. And sometimes he's like, no, this is too sad. It's too much. This is just a guy <laughs> hating everything, this singing some bottom, sad songs. This is the bottom of a, my second bottle of bourbon yeah. on Boxing Day, and yeah. I am done. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I should point out, you know, you were saying, you know, terrible things happen at Christmas. My mother died on Boxing Day. So... I have a, a terrible association with Christmas in that I get very, very excited and then it's almost like, oh, yeah, don't forget tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is funny. Like, I, even though, yeah, bad stuff has happened at Christmas, but I also, I still have all those things. Oh, the whole world gets to get, not the whole world, I shouldn't say that. Hmm. The Christian world, the Western world, get together and go. Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's decorate the place and sing some songs. That's fun. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It like, is, yeah, it is fun until it starts triggering your PTSD. Yeah. Um, my fiance's birthday is Christmas Eve. <laughs> big big three days. It. Yeah, uh, huge three days. Um, and when I first met him, I was like, oh, you poor thing. This mo- oh, you're from Beijing. Like, yeah. do you even have Christmas? He's like, nah, the communist bandit. <laughs> It's like, no idea. But like, it was just my birthday was the 24th of December. Who cares? <laughs> All right. So, this is my number two. My number mm-hmm. two is by Julian Casablancas from the band The Strokes. And this started as an SNL skit by, written by Horatio Sands and Jimmy Fallon. It's I Wish It Was Christmas Today. There's those bells again. Oh, the bells. Every, every Christmas song has those bells. And the big bell. Yeah. The cowbell. <laughs> It's a very catchy song. So cute. So they've done this on SNL like about eight times. And so it started apparently like Horatio Sands was just playing that little keyboard riff yeah. in, in the writer's room. And they were like, him and Jimmy Fallon thought it was very funny. So they wrote this song. And apparently Tracy Morgan walked past and went, what's that? I want to be in the sketch. And so <laughs> in the original, he's just standing there moving his shoulders. And that's all he does. But it's very, very funny. 
And then they've done it a lot of times since. And this was Julian Casablanca's doing it because they did a Christmas album for charity. And so he yeah. put he put that one out. And uh, it's got, I think Cheap Trick have also done a cover of it. It's really cute. I it's, love it. It's, yeah, it's just fun. It's just a fun little Christmas song. I love a fun Christmas song. Yeah. I mean, that that's why my number one is what it is. <laughs> what, what, yeah, okay, let's talk about your number one then. What is your number one? Well, I don't, I, well, I don't even know why you have to ask. It's Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> I thought this was going to be on the other Mariah list. I thought, oh no, that's on there too. Okay. <laughs> I'm, do- I'm double dipping with all of it. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own, more than you could ever know. Make my wish come. It is a good song, yeah. It really like, is. Because there was a time where people were like going, there are no decent Christmas songs that aren't carols, which I didn't yeah. agree with. But then this one, no. people cannot argue that this is not a good Christmas song. I mean, it's in Love Actually. It is. <laughs> it's not her, but it's in Love Actually. <laughs> and it's just, it's, and I think it's even in Mean Girls. Probably. But, yeah. When did it come out? Uh, 94, yeah, because last year was the 25th anniversary and it, it hit number one for the first time on its 25th anniversary, even though you're like, how was it not number one before? But I, did, I just love that she's playing along with it now. Like it's, yeah. People are like, it's almost time, and they're seeing the sales spikes go up, <laughs> like all the Spotify streams. It's like, it's almost time for Unleash Mariah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, she has like a thing now where she goes, no, not until after Halloween. <laughs> not until I've taken that costume off, can I put the other one on? <laughs> It's like Groundhog Day when the the like that what's yeah the, the groundhog comes out and they're like all right three more weeks of winter uh, if we don't see Mariah come out of the little hole <laughs> not yet Christmas guys not yet Christmas uh, I've been uh, in my other podcast me I am a memoir the meaning of the meaning of Mariah Carey yes where <laughs> I'm reading her book um, we just read her first Christmas chapter and one of her reasons for writing this song she's like I wanted it to be a classic Christmas song, like a song that everyone loved and wanted to enjoy at Christmas because she had terrible Christmases, as we all have. But she had the most joyous Christmases of all time with what she calls her gunkles, her gay uncles. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, no one does Christmas like the gays. We We go way too hard. (laughs) What? Tinsel, dressing up, all that kind of stuff, getting festive? I can make the tree into a drag queen? Of course I'm on board. <laughs> gunkle, though, does sound like you need to see a podiatrist. You have gunkles. You've got terrible gunkles. <laughs> but, yeah, I just was like, oh, this explains so much about Mariah now. She had gay yeah. Christmas <laughs> as a child. Oh, easily, easily sorted. Once, once you find out the reasons behind things, you're like, oh, I see now. <laughs> So that is your number one. Comes as no surprise. I think our number ones sum us up very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yours is Mariah. Mine is Paul Kelly. Oh. And, and it's the classic Chris. It's Had About Gravy. 
Hello, Dan. It's Joe here. I hope you're keeping well. It's the 21st of December. Now they're ringing the last bell. If I get good behavior, I'll be out of here by July. Won't you kiss my kids on Christmas Day? Please don't let them cry. Probably one of the sadder songs. Yes. But apparently. He thought it was a comedy when he first wrote it and played it to the person. <laughs> he thought it'd be like a funny Christmas song that, oh, you know, I'm in jail and yeah, I'm quite all that thing. Like, I'm missing. Who's going to make the gravy? These are the silly things I'm missing. It's oh like, man, Paul Kelly. His idea of what's hilarious has always been troublesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this song is all set on December 21. My very good friend Dion McCall and his mm. brother have a thing, have a tradition in their house that were like in their family. Wherever they are in the world, they'll make a phone call to each other and play this song and have a chat. And like, so his brother Aaron moved overseas, but they still, December 21, will play this song. And I think that's a very nice thing to do. That's great. And I, I mean, that is that is the good thing about Christmas. It's like a benchmark for things you really should have done all year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have called that person. I should have sent them a card. I should have... All right, I'll get on to it. <laughs> well, I, I remember seeing Paul Kelly at Falls Festival one year sing this song and my, I, my little brother was there with me. Mm. And my friend Lisa started crying and I'm like, yeah, it's a sad song. She goes, no, I'm just watching you and your brother like listen Aww. to this. And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. We're not going to cry because we're, you know, like ridiculous, emotionless men. But like, <laughs> I'm glad that someone else can get some joy out of our non-feelings. <laughs> out of our, our brotherly disdain. <laughs> But it is, it's like both these songs, like you, our, both our number ones are just classic and I, you know, I can't imagine Christmas without listening to these songs at least once. At least once. I mean, if you go to the shops, you're forced, you have Mariah forced on you. So yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, not, not so much Paul Kelly. I think not so li- much Paul Kelly. If you listen although, to Paul Kelly, uh, you listen to Triple R, you'll, you'll hear it. Although Paul Kelly is forced on you at at various barbecues like yes. you end up at a bunch of christmas barbies with oh, a yeah. bunch of you know in, of people that you've known for a very long time it's like oh no i've got to buy that all right you pop it on <laughs> this is my thing with paul kelly he's basil okay no one no one hates it it's fine like you put mm. it on it can yeah it's fine. no one's going to complain oh can we get rid of paul kelly it's like yeah yeah some people it's their favorite so other people will tolerate it no one's yeah. going no nah, i can't stand it I can't, I can't listen to Paul Kelly. Turn him off. <laughs> it is funny. I was talking, like every country's got their Paul Kelly. So mm-hmm. like America has like, you know, a lot. They've got Bob Dylan, Springsteen, yep. those kind of people. Uh, UK has Billy Bragg. He's like their Bob Dylan. I'm sure there's a German and Irish Bob Dylan. but There, like, yeah. there would be one for everyone. Well, there's yeah. like about 30 of them in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> Foster and Alan. singing about the troubles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, my honourable mentions. I'll go through my honourable mentions. So, yep. I had Winter Wonderland by Darlene Love. Uh, yep. her what Christmas Means to Me by Stevie Wonder. Oh, His Christmas Stevie. album. So great. That's so another good. great one. And the other one, which was a very, very uh, sad one, which is from uh, Love Actually as well, River by Joni Mitchell. Oh, One of the saddest songs ever. Is that the, is that the CD that she gets? Yeah, she gets blue. <laughs> this is the last track on it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's all about Christmas and, yeah. 
Oh, Emma Thompson getting that CD. Woo! <laughs> All right, so for the Mariah fans, what, what can we listen to on Christmas Day with Mariah Carey? Uh, okay, number five, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. Okay. Uh, with the Hallelujah Chorus performed by her opera singing mother, Patricia. Now, do, do the gunkles get a look in in O Come All Ye Faithful? Is that a, uh, is look, there a no, sly but... nod? Okay. <laughs> Only in my in my mind. Um, <laughs> then there's Oh Santa, which was her attempt to do another All I Want for Christmas Is You. It's not quite as good, but it's still so jaunty yep. and has chanting in it. <laughs> I love a chant. I love a choir. I reckon I'm going to do another one of t- top fives with choirs. Oh, choirs are so good. I was in a Christmas choir when I was a kid, and I was going to mention the song that we used to sing in the choir, which is a very Aussie Christmas song. But it has a problematic origin, being that it's six white boomers by Rolf Harris. Oh. <laughs> they played that. So there's this radio station called Kindling. It's a kids' radio station. Yeah. And last year they played Six White Boomers by Rolf Harris. It's a great song. It is a really catchy song. And I was like, oh, because I they follow me on Twitter. So I, hmm. I just sent him a DM saying, hey, just so you know, you just played Rolf Harris. Maybe I don't know, maybe look into it. I'm not like and they sent a very nice one back going, Yeah, yeah, we absolutely will take that off the rotation yeah. and try and find a replacement, like a cover of it. It's but it's such a great song. Like yeah, we used to I remember singing that at Northgate Plaza <laughs> when I was a little kid with my little Christmas choir. <laughs> I think we had the seven inch of it at home in Bernie. Oh, I mean, it's a good song. Anyway, um, Jesus Born on This Day, which is another Mariah Carey penned song, which I was like, is this going to take off as much? Because it's very kind of, it's very Christmas carol-y. It's very orchestral. It's got yeah. a choir, the whole thing. And then I've seen people do it at carols. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. she's making money hand over fist this time of year. <laughs> she, she should release it with like All I Want for Christmas and that is the B-side. Maybe... Oh. Maybe it'll get some traction. It's it, people sing it. I don't think people know that it's her because it's like it's very gaudy. It's yeah. you know Jesus born on this day. Um, oh holy night! She does a great rendition of Oh Holy Night, which is one of my favourites because it's got some. You know, you need some specky chops to be able to belt out. <laughs> oh holy night! Yeah, no. just yeah. going through. Which is the one that goes? Ooh, do, 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 do. Is that good, good King Wenceslas? God rest you, merry gentlemen. I don't know. I don't know. I'll do but another one. Oh, Holy Night is the one, you know, you yeah. get to the end. Oh, night divine. Oh, it goes, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Marina Pryor special. Oh, it is a Marina Pryor special. And number one, all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, it had to be number one twice. <laughs> now. What I'm going to do, listeners, I'm going to share this in in the comments. I'm going to share the Spotify playlist. You can have this on a Christmas Day. You can yes. play If you're doing Whamageddon, you, you've passed. We didn't play it. It's we not in our list. It. It's it, too sad and it's, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you want to talk albums, uh, Buble, any Buble Christmas album is yep. good value. Like they're just, he sings all the good ones. Yeah. In an inoffensive way. <laughs> um, and I'm also quite mad for uh, Christina Aguilera. If you ever want to see why Mariah is so good at Christmas, is get Christina Aguilera's album and go, oh, okay, you can oversing these songs. Yeah. 
I, I love singers who treat it like it's maths. So I'm just going to hit all the notes. <laughs> I'm going to hit all the notes, and I'm I'm not going to leave any of them unscathed. <laughs> now, Ad, you've got some you've got some Christmas gifts as well. You've got a book out. I've got a book. Do you want to see my book? Yeah. It's called it's it's got Tom Gleason on the cover. It's the hard quiz book of the world's hardest asses. <laughs> Which <laughs> I've written with uh, Jared McCulloch, who's our question producer, and Chris Walker, who's the executive producer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a top twenty list of the world's hardest asses, including uh, someone who made the list was Dolly Parton, who has a Christmas album out this year. Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers have a good Christmas album as well. They do have a very good Christmas album. It's uh, I do have that one, and that's yeah. on my rotation. That's usually I go. Elvis, then Kenny Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> Dolly's had a big renaissance this year. Like the oh. the docu- the podcast on her, and then the so fact good. that she was like people discovered that she was actually funding COVID vaccines. Mm-hmm. She, she's she's been pretty amazing. Like she, you know what I discovered in writing this chapter for the book is how often she turns jokes about her around. Yeah, and in like a she'll do them first, or b there's a I don't know if you know this, but Dolly the Sheep yes. was named after Dolly Parton. Dolly, the first cloned sheep. Yeah. And was named after Dolly Parton because it was cloned from mammary gland cells. Oh. Hilarious scientists thinking, we are funny. Let's make, who's got the biggest boobs? Dolly Parton. Um, so when she heard this, she's like, yes, well, I think that's amazing. I'm really flattered. And I would like to offer Dolly the Sheep when she's retired uh, she can come and stay at my Dollywood theme park. <laughs> and I'm like, you yeah, just name drop a theme park yeah. that you own. <laughs> All right, this is this is my prediction for 2022. Mm. There'll be a Dolly movie. Oh, don't. Emma Stone will be playing Dolly. Emma Stone as Dolly. That's controversial. I think that that would work. I, yeah, but I don't know. Her voice is very deep and raspy. Dolly's got a very high. Light she, voice. She's an actor. She can she's change it. She's got, <laughs> she got two years to hire a voice coach. Get on it. I do. That would be amazing. I, I mean, have you watched Dolly's show, show on Netflix? No, I haven't. It is it is wonderfully cheesy and schmaltzy. It's like one hour long made for TV movies about yeah. her songs. Like, <laughs> All right. I, I'm watching a lot of Dolly clips for like research. I just Country singers, why do they introduce their songs? Like, they go, this is a song about this. It's like, yeah, yeah, we know, because there's no subtext in your song. It's just the story. You don't need to explain it. Now you're going to sing it again. <laughs> and so you've got the book. You've also got uh, a podcast. I've got uh, Me, I Am a Memoir, The Meaning of the Meaning of Mariah Carey. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, Adam Richard Has a Theory, which I do daily, talking about Doctor Who. Excellent. Every, this has for, been... Just for 10 minutes every day. Like, it's not long. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Listeners, as always, put your... Put your uh, top five in the comments and I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Huzzah. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Josh. Big air kisses. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.